This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. He's so mentally and physically tough, and like he continues to push through because it is a long year. But when I talk to him about it, come game time, he's ready to go. And so I don't think it's as much of rookie wall thing as it is just sometimes the ball finds you and sometimes it doesn't. And there were a number of plays last week where he was the primary target and it got taken away. So, you know, Josh had to go through his progression there. So he's going to continue to be a, a big focus of our offense. Sean McDermott on Dalton Kincaid. Still uh, Bulldog looking good for he'll finish top two on the Bills in catches. I mean, he McDermott can say a number of plays. He's not going to give you an actual number. I would love to know what it is. Where Kincaid was the prime, like A or the, there's a difference again, the primary target. He was targeted two times in that game, and he was targeted two, two times against Dallas. Sorry. Like, of course he's not going to say he's hit the rookie wall. No coach would ever say that. He has been injured. I've wondered about Kincaid's health. I mean, they're, these are important, almost must-win games. But come on, like four targets in two games, one catch for seven yards. Tell me again how integral he's supposed to have been in their offense. I mean, I'd love to see it. I mean, we all would, right? We'd love to see who who is going to be, maybe it changes every week, who is going to be the player in this offense that the Bills can trust. Maybe it just has to be different every week. Is it Kincaid as a rookie late in the game here? Is it Davis, who's had three bagels in five weeks? Is it Cook, who fumbled twice and didn't catch a pass in L.A. even though they were losing a lot? This is the Chargers. Like, who is it going to be? Or is Diggs going to double his kind of production? Because that's almost what you need to get it back on on track. They are winning. That's the... That's the object, but um, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not pessimistic about this. I just think it is fair to mention that they're not getting like Allen's last two games. The passing numbers are just super small. He's so efficient converting in the red zone. The Bills do not have that problem to say the very least. I mean, is it Knox? Is it one of the other receivers that some kind of barely play? Hmm. 803-0550. What's your take on that? Talking a lot about the MVP today. It's a really good race. Josh Allen is live in it. But um, not the favorite. Lamar Jackson is the favorite. And I'm trying to figure out whether or not there's a path for Allen to win with Jackson and the Ravens hosting Miami this week. 
a win in that game would clinch the one seed for Baltimore. Maybe he'd even sit in Week 18, already the betting favorite. It still wouldn't mean that he would win, but he would probably improve his odds if that were the situation. The AFC East would still be in play, and maybe there's a way where Allen could wedge his way in. I think if Miami wins at Baltimore and that clinches the AFC East for Miami, I doubt Allen has much of a chance. I think they're not going to vote a wildcard team's quarterback the most valuable player. So it's uphill, but it's still possible, in my opinion. Maybe uh, you have a different thought on that. One other, so I don't vote for this award if I need to say so. One other thing that I'll just throw it out there, could enter in a voter's mind. I mean, these are, most of these voters have been covering the league for many years, and I think they would take this obligation very seriously. I I would expect it from every single one, almost every single one, that you'd really want, when I voted for the Heisman, at least for a Several years when I was doing it, I did get a little bit more casual about it later on. But this is 50 people. If, if I voted for this award, I would just pour over statistics, opinions. Like, I would want to consider every argument. You know, I'd want to think that I had done a comprehensive effort, made a comprehensive effort to know what to do here. So the the award is for, like, this year – individually, but naturally you might think of other years, careers, right? Like Patrick Mahomes uh, has won two. He is probably not winning this year. If you were having a little bit of a better year, like do you want to give him a third one? I think that can enter into the thinking. Maybe it shouldn't, but sort of the legacy stuff, uh, career achievement. Here's Russell Wilson again, but a couple of years ago, maybe three, remember Chris Collinsworth talking about this, and we brought it up in here a few times, how like Wilson had never gotten a vote. He'd won a Super Bowl, he'd gone to another, he'd had all these great seasons, but he'd never gotten a single vote. And the thinking, whatever year that was, the thinking was that like if it's close, voters would lean toward Wilson because he's had a career worthy of it. He just hasn't won the MVP. If you were to think about this vote a little bit with that kind of thinking in mind, so Jackson has already won a Most Valuable Player Award in 2019, unanimously. And everybody thinks like that season was a better season than this one. They were a one seed that year. People are comparing, some people are comparing his numbers this season to that one, and they pale in comparison to that one. He led the league in touchdown passes the year and he ran around everybody like it was just case closed this would be his second list of players to have won two mvp awards that are not in the hall of fame ready tom brady aaron Rodgers, patrick mahomes two mvps is not the hall of fame but those guys will all make it. Obviously, Rodgers and Brady will make it. I think Mahomes maybe already has earned that. He's got a ways to go. Rodgers and Brady are locks. You win two. Rodgers has won four. Brady has won three. Peyton Manning won five. I wonder what it would look like 
if Jackson won a second. And I wonder if somebody would be like, hmm, I mean, are we there yet? Are we are we to two-time MVP winner? I could see some people thinking, let's slow down. And if it's close, and I think Jackson and Allen is really close, and maybe McCaffrey, I've said a lot, I think McCaffrey, I can't bet on it, but I might bet on McCaffrey to win. Because I think, again, I'm sorry I'm saying the same things over and over for some of you who are listening all the time, but that this is a year where you could maybe vote against quarterbacks because nobody has just dominated that. Here's Jeff next. Hi, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, just getting back to your comment about Russell Wilson and whether or not he sticks around in the league, provided he leaves Denver. Uh, with the league, so many injuries at quarterback, especially this year, and with Flacco having such a great end-of-the-year performance, is there room for him on a bench even as a backup to somebody or a mentor where he might have some life later on? Is it worth it to a team to even do that? Thanks. What What do you think? Um, you're not You're not just asking me, right? You have a take on this. I think Wilson is still a very good quarterback. I just don't think he's in a good situation. Um, I don't think he was impressive at all last year, but this year he seemed to do pretty well. So I always liked him in Seattle, and I think he still – it seems like he wants to play. I don't really know him, but – I think he's probably got some room and, you know, there's a lot of older quarterbacks in the league today, not just Aaron Rodgers, but there's some older quarterbacks that seem to be doing pretty well. So I think there's room for it. Yeah. I just don't know that there's a team or a situation that would be a good fit and monetarily, you know, also coming into play there. Yeah. And that's relevant. Of course, um, how much money he's owed, would that mean something to his desire to play? Or and who knows those answers? I mean, of course, you and I don't. I don't think he's been good at all. Like I, to me, I think maybe that—that's the difference. Maybe Jeff between you and me is like you think it's just the situation. I think he's been terrible. He, he was horrendous last year, and Nate Hackett took the bullet. He—he he couldn't have because of the financial commitment, and it's even to some right now. Would it would be? It seems like it would be shocking if he were cut next year, but he's got to be cut next year. And there are signs that the coach can't deal with him and has never wanted to (laughs) in in Sean Payton. So I think he's out of there. I think he's been pretty bad. And whatever the money is could make the difference between whether he plays next year as a starter or anything. You know, like he's 35. That's not too old, like you're saying, but I'm sorry, like we're just guessing as to what his mental state would be about it like this has probably been humiliating Denver they make this and just like it you could be really hard to deal with it mentally they made this huge conv- uh, commitment to him all this money all these picks everything and this is what's happened it happens in sports it's like he's not the first so does he want to go to Atlanta and try to prove himself again maybe guys are very driven I think that could make sense would it make sense for Atlanta? Atlanta and Washington are two. And there was Wilson to Washington stuff before he was traded to Denver. Philadelphia, right? He was supposed to. Philadelphia wanted him. That's how fickle it all is. People who tell you, like, Brandon Bean or some general manager good at drafting, not good at drafting, you know, evaluating talent. It's just like it's so small a difference between successful and not, good and not. 
Howie Roseman gets more credit in the NFL for his personnel decisions and the way he operates during the draft than any other GM. I think it's not even close. And he wanted Wilson. Like, they were going to do that. With Hurts there, they were going to trade for Russell Wilson, and Wilson wouldn't go. So, like, no, nobody's really that much better at this. Um, Atlanta and Washington, though, two teams that if I were doing this job in those markets, I would be losing my mind, and it would have started a long time ago. Ron Rivera, in so he's taking Sam Howell out now. It's incredible how badly mismanaged that position has been under Ron Rivera in Washington. So bad that it's impossible to think he could actually still be working there, for me. Howell is the younger one, and they've been out of it all year, pretty much like since the midpoint of the season, or if not earlier than that. And so he's the one you play when you're out of it, as opposed to Jacoby Brissett. Brissett's the guy probably you play in the beginning Unless you think it's poss- like realistic that Sam Howell is really good, that was the minority opinion before the season. Now what's happened is Howell has kind of imploded, so now he's taking him out with two games left and the season over for Brissett. Just totally mismanaged. Atlanta's guy, Arthur Smith, is similar. He's got Desmond Ritter. This is, The whole organization is just yikes. They're drafting... Pitts and London and Bijan, all with super high picks, with no quarterback playing at all post-Matt Ryan. What's Desmond Ritter? Smith has the nerve to mock everybody out here for thinking a quarterback change might be right in Atlanta. What did he call it? Toxic groupthink. Week later, he makes the move for Taylor Heineke. Two weeks after that, he switches it back. Then he switched it back again. Drafting all these skill positions when you have a quarterback that can't play. Just like, how do you uh, end up there? Well, maybe we had, you know, our moments here with the Bills where that's kind of how it was. But um, here I am talking to myself in this room and I'm just getting worked up about the Falcons. It feels like living a little bit, but also maybe like wasted energy. 803-0550 to call in. Sabres Bruins pregame 630 tonight here on WGR. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 